Hi, this is Maury Moreland Morrison, here to tell you GEICO has more than just great savings. Much more. GEICO's been around for more than 75 years, back when they were using Morse code. Sorry, that's just my sense of humor. What's more, with GEICO, you get 24-7 access to licensed agents on the app, online, or over the phone, so you can talk to them at night or in the morning. So forevermore, just know that no other auto insurer has more more than GEICO. More power to you. GEICO. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. Walk down <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the rescreening.com podcast. I'm your host, rescreening.com own Mark Eastman, and with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And uh, this week, uh, I, you know, now I can tell I'm hearing myself from different places. Is it doing something? I don't know. Anyway, uh, this week is uh, Warcraft and uh, Pop Star Never Stop, Never Stop. I love you. You throw a little title in because I wondered if you could just say ah, Pop Star. Because that's officially the title. You have to do yeah. those sort of things. Uh, and, you know, we took a week off <laughs> last week. I'll, I'll give you a little preview. Is most because what we saw was Pop Star. Really. Right. <laughs> Way to it ruin was. it. Yeah, well, uh, I, I like to leave yeah. people in. Right. Um, you know, this week, really, I guess, kind of not a lot of news. Not a lot of news that was uh, outrageously interesting for me. The news was all in other places other than what's happening in movies. The only news that is topical is how crushing Warcraft is at the box office. It's, That's the it's only weird. Thing. And internationally, especially. Right, yeah. It's like destroying like it's just, it's internationally. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. It's uh, so doing horrible with critics. Yeah. Um, it's it's doing really, pretty bad, really bad, which this is going to be an interesting week for us. And, uh, you know, one thing that, I, you know, I got reminded because we haven't done this for a really long time <laughs> because it just Uh-oh. it just kind of fell away. Uh, but I got an email this this week just kind of, uh, are you ever going to do the critic takedowns right. anymore? Right. Uh, because that did just kind of, you know, it drifted away. It got to be award season. Sure. So there was too much other stuff to we do. Four films a show. Then it was, yeah. Then it was know. like the list shows, right. and then we just have sort of forgot about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, people weren't emailing us about it, and rightfully so because we weren't mentioning it. Right. Right. <laughs> so that was the thing. So. Uh, we are looking to bring that back. It's hard because you have to actually, it's not just we'll take this person down today because maybe we don't disagree with them. Right. You have, right. To, you have to kind of sift through things. To yeah, find what it, works. it is. We, we've done it in the past. So if you're not familiar, uh, the critic takedown is where uh, we will take and, you know, go back and listen to our older shows and you'll get some examples. Right. But uh, we will take a, a critic's review and uh, basically rip it apart yeah. as the nonsensical pile of trash that it is. Right. Uh, if, right. if somebody, but see, like you said, the thing is we can't just not agree. Can't just be yeah. like, we liked the movie and they didn't like the movie. Right. They have to not like the movie for bad reasons or right. their review has to not say anything really. Right. right? Like, uh, and, and Warcraft, you know, getting killed by critics Mm -hmm. somebody out there who likes warcraft can send us in some reviews that they think particularly (laughs) need uh, a look right and yeah so we you know we just bash on critics because (laughs) because that's how (laughs) foolish we are um but they have to be you know either like a good example would be sure there are reviews out there uh, especially since everyone's hating on this that basically say nothing more than this is a movie based on a video game. Sure. They, they, right. they have to be. They don't spell it out exactly in that way. That was my pre-review. But if you read, you know? if you read what is contained in their review, it's pretty much going to come down to that uh, I'm just I didn't like it before I walked in. Right. <laughs> because right. it's based on a video game and I'm not going to like it. So anyway, yeah, the, the critic takedown. And we did get a letter and not only did we get an email, but I, it just, something about Warcraft just made me think about it. Right. It just made me think about it because 
because it's getting slammed so really hard. Is. And this, this before we jump into the movies, this is going to be an interesting week, I think, because uh, Warcraft is doing really good and getting really kind of slammed. I think on right. Metacritic right now, it's about 30, you know, give or I'll take a couple really of low. numbers. Yeah. Um, and that is is based on uh, sometimes you got to dig into the into the Metacritic yeah, instead 30. of just looking at that number. 32. That's, that's one of the worst things because um, I like Metacritic. I like, I mean, I like mm-hmm. the idea of getting that sort of pulse of uh, yeah. number, right. right? Don't like about them is, is that we'll just look at that number. Right. That's all that's I need it. to know right. because this one has not a lot of, uh, I guess, hugely – uh, favorable reviews doesn't have like a bunch of 10 reviews or anything like that, mm-hmm. but it has a lot of like 60 or 50. And you right. know, Medicaid's not the way most of the time when yeah. you don't, uh, because that's uh, starting to be the new thing in movies is to not rate it, yeah, at all and just, just write your review, it. right? Um, so a lot of times they make those numbers up, but um, the reviews are a lot of 60s and 50s and people are like eh, okay right right and not a lot of uh 10s or 9s to counterbalance that it's got like several like zeros yeah. 10s yeah uh, like really really bad ones and at the user reviews so far which is not tens of of numbers because right. it just came out, but it's something like 87. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's much more <laughs> among the demographic of people who go see Warcraft, yeah, and then were to rate it on Metacritic, it's doing pretty well doing with well. those people. Yeah. <laughs> That's a kind of subset of people. And man, it was, I mean, it wasn't a full house, but it was, it was pretty, yeah, close. It, it, it was, was very packed. It's busy and it's making a lot of money, and I'm kind of surprised that it's making that much money anyway because you have to. This is somewhat in league with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. Because you have to get a whole lot of people who have no idea who the Guardians of the Galaxy are. Right. You just have to like people in on your trailers, wow. or you have to get like word of mouth going, or something has to. Happen happen because that yeah. as much as people might know what Warcraft is and you know tons of people play Warcraft and all that right. but you can't get these numbers off of the people who are right. diehard World of Warcraft players right. or whatever so it's 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 working somewhere sorry just like jump for a second but I was just looking at the metacritic for Warcraft like you said and, and the average <laughs> the average review and like you said, the average user review is 8.6. But you look at this breakdown and it says for professional critics, there are 19 negative reviews, 17 mixed reviews, and only three positive reviews. Yeah. I think that's, you know, that's leaning much more towards the harsh end. The user, like the general audience review, has 257 positive reviews and just 15 negative reviews. Right. Like that's, that's like absolutely skewed towards an audience that just wants to have fun and not look for right. Eric Ross. Right. Like, there's, that's no, there's no witty dialogue right. here. Like that's amazingly different. And there's, you know, that's why it's making so much money. The, the thing that's, you know, the thing that's weird for me about the user reviews. Now the critical reviews, wow, right? Like you have to see it. Right. And you're going into it and you're a right. critic, you're a critic who hates anything to do with this kind of movie. Right. And you have to see it anyway. But the user reviews, when they're that negative, right. like, did you get tricked into going? Right. They want to go. Like, like, they're, they're happy to go. I and don't know. Maybe they're, you know. They, they got forced so, to go anyway. on a date or something. Yeah. And who knows? Right. Anyway. Um, and then so you can compare and contrast these two movies in an odd way, right? right. And Opthar uh, is not that bad on Metacritic. It's right. like 60-something. It's, it's almost 70. It's doing okay in the reviews. Mm-hmm. It's got, uh, you know, a million cameos. Uh, right. Go see whoever you want to see pop up <laughs> in a movie. So that'll, you know, suck some people in too and everything. Yeah. But it's not really like crushing the box office no. the way anybody wanted it to, you know? It's right. like there's a there's a little meta 
real life connection going on there where right. it, we're not quite selling as many albums as we thought we were going yeah, to right. on the next on release. And I thought, and you know, the weird <laughs> thing about that movie too, is that uh, there's just something about Sandberg, like he's just hard to not like. Right. Yeah. But now this movie uh, could start to scare people, right? right? He could be he could be trying to move into like a, a Adam Sandler camp, right? And, right. And and like go a wrong direction. But it's weird that this movie is you know fine with critics overall. Yeah, strangely, and Warcraft is just getting hammered. Uh, so anyway. <laughs> yeah, so the only news is to talk about the movies yeah. that we're going to review. Great. We're going to yeah. So, uh we'll jump in and uh just go to them and since Popstar is older, right? Uh we will make you wait for our Warcraft uh yeah. uh speak later. Along. Yeah, so Popstar. Um and you know, we can throw this out, I guess. Um the trailers are in a way, I think a bit of like a trick almost except that you do kind of you don't i don't know if you get the movie of the trailers you mean but, because it looks funny in the trailer is that what you're saying no i mean because That's it it doesn't give you anything about any kind of plot right it and it skits and, and it makes yeah. it look it makes it look a lot more like what they're trying to do is something really spinal tappy yes Absolutely. And, and that's really not what you get. And that's the- not what they do it, apart from in maybe some sort of technical way right. that they're doing kind of this uh, behind the scenes access to, yeah, uh, you know, someone in the music industry. So like there's some right. technical scale where it's, it's pretty similar. Yeah. It's not at all the same kind of thing. It's like, we're really trying to have this whole story. There's like an arc to the plot of, breaking up and him getting popular and trying to get the band back together and all this stuff. There's like, right. There's a lot of stuff going on that we're trying to build into it too. So it's not um, like in spinal tap, right? Like there's no plot. There's just right. following them along yeah. on tour and stuff happens, right. but it's, it, it's not like we're trying to uh, weave together a story together, around right. it. Right. Right. So it's, a little bit of a trick in that sense. And also I think it's a little bit of a trick just because they don't really give you any hints about uh, in the trailers about this whole, where we are in the story, because the trailers just make it seem like he's just a star. The trailers are like just the beginning part of the movie and and don't get you into this moving towards when his second solo album comes out and right. like bombs and everything. I mean, it's not a secret cause I think it's actually in the official synopsis. Right. If you went to look at the site or something like that. Ooh, so, geez. so it's not, it's not like they're trying to really keep it secret, Yeah, but that, you know, but it's not present they don't, the trailer. they don't yeah. show it off in the trailer anyway. So that's pretty much the, the story. Um, Sandberg is, <laughs> is, uh, God, I can't even remember his name now. It's for Connor real. For, Connor, Connor for, for real. Right. I was like, Kevin. <laughs> Connor for real. So, yeah, the, so the story is, and, and like I said, we're watching everything that happens in this, you know, kind of as though we were making a documentary for the Blu-ray right. of his concert tour or whatever. <laughs> and it's all this behind the scenes stuff and we're watching stuff happen and we get, you know, like the other people in the group and his manager and yeah. you know, whatever. And we watch all this stuff about his life and it's really kind of it. It fairly quickly gives us the rundown of his whole rise to success, right. which was that he was in this group of three guys Yeah, that uh, the more popular they got, the more they, you know, had their issues with each other and stuff. And there was the, uh, there was the one apparently dramatic moment when <laughs> Connor took credit for being on, uh, <laughs> having like a little voice cameo in right. a song. And anyway, and then so they, you know, they went their different ways, sort of. Connor became <laughs> just a s- solo act, except that the other guy is still his DJ. Right. But doesn't really do anything anymore. Yeah. And which is actually a funny moment in the film 
when he just holds up an iPod. Right. He's like, yeah, I'm the DJ, and he's got all this gear and turntables and synthesizers, and he's like, I just, I just plug my iPod. Yeah, and he's got all this stuff, and it's, it's Those actually moments are kind of fun. It's but. a really cool scene when he's explaining this really old school keyboard right. synthesizer thing that he's got, and he's like, oh, you can do this and you can do that, and and you can tell, and then he's got you know five or six other machines around him, and. <laughs> And he's like, oh, this one is this. And then, well, so is that what you do in the concert? He's like, no, I got this iPod. <laughs> and it's like first generation iPod. Right. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's yeah. like super old yeah. iPod. And then he's like, yeah, and I could listen to audiobooks on it. And, yeah, right. and it's, it's <laughs> completely it's goofy. Big, yeah. But they do, they'll do like a giant show at like a huge, you know, stadium or something. Mm-hmm. And he's just standing there, really, because he just pushes play on the right, and, then starts, yeah. <laughs> and that's it. And there's and he's you know I don't know he like moves around like he's doing right. something. Right, he's really he's really animated, like right. he's spinning. Yeah. And, and and nothing happens anyway. And uh, as we get to the release of the second album, some uh, he, like he releases an early video single instead of he doesn't release the song he releases the video yeah and uh everyone hates it (laughs) and then so what happened is we get to the second album now he wrote all the music and all the lyrics and the first album was still stuff that uh, the dj uh guy was actually writing the music and doing the music for that album and a lot of the lyrics were still from the guy who used to write all the lyrics right and he actually is the guy who doesn't do anything (laughs) Right, He's a pretty except man. yeah, sing the songs or whatever. Yeah. So now we get to the album where he did everything, and now everyone hates it's everything. It's a dumpster fire. Yeah, <laughs> it's really awful. Yeah. So at the end of the day, though, I don't know what else to say about the movie. Uh, so that's what the movie's about. What brought our ratings? Yeah. I I am really uh, pretty locked in at a two. Ooh, I was a little off on you. And uh, I was close. I had to there, there were moments. Uh, there were moments where fun things were happening, mm-hmm. and there were there were some times during the movie where you know you like had to chuckle and stuff was uh, you know goofy. But a lot of the movie for me was, you know, Sandberg had this idea of getting this kind of thing off the ground, it feels like. Mm-hmm. And there's a bunch of parties and there's a bunch of notes written on napkins of things that would be funny. Right. And let's throw this movie together around it. And at the, I think, end of the day with this movie, the story is really goofy. I mean, the story is nothing to write home about yeah. for sure. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's just as, Every musician. It's story, just as you know, simple a thing fallen. to together as right. you could possibly have, and the stuff that's supposed to be funny just isn't that funny. Right. It's like Spinal Tap if nothing funny happened. <laughs> right. I mean, it's right. there are a couple of moments that are kind of funny, but yeah. then there's a lot, and you know, I mentioned uh, Sam specifically because there's a lot of stuff in this movie that feels like a Sandler movie to mm-hmm. me. There's a lot of stuff that's like, um, this is just so stupid and outrageous that that's funny. Right. And not because we've tried to have any theory of comedy behind it or why it would be funny, but it's something that we're doing so ridiculous. It's like, um, it's like drunk frat party comedy writing. Yeah. You know, it's like, it was funny when I wrote it down. Right. Remember how we laughed last night? Right. Because I was in a group right. of 20 friends. We'd all been drinking right. and it, we were all on the floor laughing. Right. And now I woke up and this is what I wrote down. So I'll put it in the movie. Right. And it's, it just doesn't actually pan out. So anyway, I'm, I'm at two. Uh, it's, it's weird when we see a film like this, that we're close in ratings anyway. Uh, I thought you liked a little bit more than I did, but I was at two as well. Um, and for me, I feel like actually we're pretty much echoing the exact same thing, which doesn't always happen when we feel either positively or negatively about something. It it was cute. 
you know. Yeah. It, it, and at times it was amusing, um, but it never made me genuinely laugh out loud. And it never made me dedication to riffing on things that weren't were funny in a room or a pitch. But just you got to have funnier stuff. And and like with things, you know, when you're trying to do, um, you know, trying to be anyway. Usually, what happens is, and it's a little strange because this is a Judd Apatow film. He's a little bit more consistent and amazing. Like the shortest Judd Apatow film for it, right? Like, right. it's only 70 minutes. From quarter of the film, with so many rat tat funny things, and you lose your mental. Later, you're like, story or something that's both interesting and engaging and that all the way through. Um, it just didn't seem to know what was funny what was funny for a story. There, there are a lot of really funny sketches in right. here. And the, you know, the satirical takeoff on your love for people kind of right. how, you know, the the jab at iTunes and the whole YouTube anybody uh, choose album whether they want it or not and right. when when his people come up with the idea of just putting his song in major appliances right like that was actually like, okay this is gonna go with that and then they just abandon it and they, they, they had no it, idea really. that it was right just thought, well, this and relative and then cut to being we'll go pissed in. because yeah. right. another reason that people are pissed at you know laughter laughter as a mechanism you know, at least for me anyway, it's a release. You build something and you, you release it out. You, it, it's okay if it's really funny all the time, all the way through, but you have to be very smart about what you're doing if you're going to do something like, you know, airplane and have jokes in the background, jokes right. all around, jokes circling, like everything, the rare films. Um, but I feel more so with, sometimes with satirical things, whether it's, you know, whether it's something like South Park, which is the easy go-to for satire for me, because I think it's the best that it has mm-hmm. been doing it and getting better each time. I feel like musically, automatically, I think of like Weird Al. And he's a great example by when you do a satire about something, I think that what you're satirizing, you have to be doing it as good, if not better than what you're actually doing the satire of. And I think, you know, sometimes I'll hear like the song beat it and i'll wonder is that eat it and i'll just be thinking because it was such a good satire of it it's in my head it's already there i didn't think that as a satire they really did much i felt like this was a poor man's version of like an adam sandler film though though i do think andy Sandler has made choices to very specifically not be adam sandler in his movie career right you know, it and it's almost like i would have i think i would have liked this movie better Connor for real wasn't supposed to be genuinely likable all the way through. Like he didn't have to be a bad guy. He didn't have to be super naive. He didn't have to be slight, but he's just too safe. Well, you know? I think and he lets all these things happen to him by accident. And that just doesn't invest me in, I mean, I'm not, again, this isn't supposed to be a big investment of character. Right. It's supposed to be something fun that you, that you don't endure, but it just, it, fired off when it when it got momentum it dropped it and then it focused too long on things that i thought had no momentum at all and right and i genuinely feel like it got half a star if not a full star for just being so short but i told you when we walked out of there that's the longest 80 minute movie right. i've ever seen it I, was so i think long. a lot of i think a lot of those problems that are related to the character like that because uh you don't really get to a point where you're serious about him. Yeah. I guess like that you care. Uh, I think it all comes from one of my big problems with the movie is that at some point when you're uh, making fun of something and it, you know, in this movie, it's like making fun of people in the pop world. Right. If you're making fun of something and then it's like, you're, how can we, be nice about it or something, you know, and what they do in this, in this movie is they take everything farther 
than make sense every, anymore. Mm-hmm. They make everything completely ridiculous. And then it's like we're not making fun of pop stars anymore. We're making fun of just this one completely ridiculous pop star, right? Right. right. And so now we're it's it's not about it, it's like we circumvent being satire, right? Because we're not actually uh, we're not actually talking about those people, right? We're talking about this one guy who is so ridiculous. Like it's it's like what we're trying to say is that pop stars are ridiculous, and then at the same time we're going, well, hold on, <laughs> right, right. This one's way like you can't make the. No one's going to watch this and go, you know, yeah, why do I like them? Or <laughs> like, why do I like pop songs? When that should be some part of the theory of what you're doing is go, look at how ridiculous this industry yeah, is. Right. And yet somehow we're dancing around that and going, well, now hold on. It's just this one guy is ridiculous. And his <laughs> songs are so ridiculous that no one would ever listen to him because we we jump into this second album yeah. where it's all supposed to be horrible and right. and people don't like it right. right and we don't hear the songs very much anyway right. um that are like the first album when everyone loved him right because then we'd actually be making the pop stars right and now we're just making fun of this guy who sucks right. at it right. and it's you know the whole that whole kind of trying to sidestep what you're doing and going, well, wait, we don't want to piss off all the people who have cameos in the movie. Right. Right. <laughs> right? Cameos we can't, like we, we don't really want to uh, make fun of anything. And it, it just loses so much weight. If it didn't do that, even if it more or less had the same jokes, yeah, they would all be, they would all hit harder. They would all right. work better because you'd actually be making fun of people who are famous just for being famous, basically, right. or pop stars who are pop stars who are uh, not that interesting. Don't write any of their own material. Don't, you know, can't play any instruments or whatever yeah. is kind of at the background of what we think we're making fun of here. Yeah. And yet it's like it it goes so ridiculous. The songs he write are he writes, even though a couple of them are like kind of funny, but they're so dumb yeah. that they couldn't actually be anyone's song. So like we're not really making fun of it anymore. And I, it, it's like you have to pick. Think, Either uh, you're making fun of it or you're, or not. you're not. Right. I think if there, I think there were four songs we saw in the film. I, I think maybe there was a fifth one. Um, I. I, I I was I was surprisingly amused at at least three of them. Like right, I genuinely right. was like, you know, I understand here, which is that song is so stupid and doesn't say anything. Yet I could believe that that would easily be a top ten hit because right. so many of them are so stupid and don't say anything. But just like the, and I know that I know that one of them I didn't know it when I saw it, although it sounded familiar. I guess it's a parody of a Macklemore song, um, the one that he does with Pink. When they're talking about oh yeah yeah they show the video and, part yeah. and everything right and I and I thought that sounds really familiar so it's nice to take on something that maybe the other ones are right. based on other things the Bin Laden song I've never heard of <laughs> but I was actually kind of like don't spend so much time and give me full song performances but yeah I actually liked that part of it a lot I, I liked how ridiculously stupid but but it. if but if, if we'd have had her, if we'd have had one of those songs yeah. and eat. Like if we had, even if it was like later in the movie and the album's tanking and his first couple of singles suck and everyone hates right. him, but then we have another one of those ridiculous songs and all of a sudden everyone loves it right. and it's like number one, all, it's a whole different movie. It is. And it's, it's much more, I think, yeah, I think that would have been much more fun because then you would have seen the unevenness of it, like the fickle of it, like all the things that really go into it as an ingredient for both consumption and production that just gets shown. Right. Cause it's the same idiot. Right. I believe Connor wrote all those dumb songs. <laughs> right. That's the guy that wrote them all. And later I take the word for it. That is, you know, style boys, buddy, that they wrote the really good stuff. Right. But, um, and, and that was the thing too, that they, you know, I feel like they really kind of glossed over a little bit yeah. and, and could have kind of hit this harder because they do have one, the song was popular from the style boys that they kind of do a little bit of mm-hmm. absolute nonsense. Is that the donkey roll? It, it, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a stupid song. Yeah. And and <laughs> then they show when the guy who wrote the songs tried to go out on his own. Oh yeah, right. And he had a song that flopped. Right. But it's exactly the same it is the stupidity, same yeah. right? It's the it, it's exactly it's exactly as dumb. And even when they do it at the end and they have like their new song and people oh, like it, yeah. it's just as stupid too. Right. But they don't really try to sell you on mm-hmm. on that little arc yeah. of how, you know, basically they're just saying random words Yeah, is their song. And they're dropping it. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's, that's how they have songs. And then at the it's end, they, they, they say a bunch of totally random words. Yeah. And then have like some kind of hook, right? That, that, like that they repeat. He's singing about something like it's okay if you were born, yeah, he just goes sports star, you know. And he's just dropping like things in there that, yeah, right. That's actually kind of funny. And and even just like some of the small throwaway things that I thought they did well. Like I don't think if they put more mileage out of the dead mouse helmet that his deed had to wear. But the scenes right. that that was in when it started malfunctioning, I kind of like that. Right. That was as close to me laughing out loud. Well, there was a karate song in the beginning that almost got me laughing um, just because the lyrics were truly ignorant. <laughs> Hilarious, but, right. But, yeah, and I mean that in a, bad, like in a complimentary way, like ignorant in a really fun way. But the dead mouse hat, like with its foghorn and its blinding light, like right. I actually – I the problem, Mark, is this. I'm having more fun talking about the movie right. than I did exactly. watching the movie because now – It's not I'm even close. About, no, it isn't. And even though now what I'm talking about is actually in the movie, the presentation of the film wasn't very funny. Right. So, I mean – And it is, uh, you know – It's so weird. So he has his DJ guy. <laughs> yeah. He builds this helmet, <laughs> love a million dollars or something, and, yeah. <laughs> and does all this crazy stuff. And he's like, where the hell – and you know his DJ guy is like the weirdest like kiss ass. He's a real sick friend man, right? guy. Yeah. It's like oh well, but I already don't do anything. <laughs> and, All right, I'll wear the helmet yeah. or whatever. And then he's just standing there in a helmet, and he still doesn't do anything. He just has a helmet on while he yeah. doesn't do anything. I don't like, it's really hot in here. <laughs> like I can't, I can't do anything. Like you look fine, man. Stop trying to interrupt. I, I don't know. There's I, just, I there's know. something about, and there's something even in that relationship between that D, uh, oh, and the DJ, and Connor. Except that they didn't really do anything they didn't with do it. Anything. They, they just see hints of it. They just, but, you know, this is as much as this is kind of a goofy throwaway movie, and you can't, yeah. you know, try to analyze it too seriously. This is one of those things that we always say, like, they don't, they just tell you their relationship. Right. You know, they just have parts that happen where it's like, it's like they wrote this whole relationship and then they, you know, somebody said, you know, bullet point that for me. And we'll just have him say those lines of what the relationship is and then we'll move on. Right. We just see, we told you that's what it is. It's almost like you this movie like with a program and, and it would just say who the characters are and give you like a sentence or two like if yeah. you're going to a play or whatever and then we wouldn't have to say anything in the movie right because right. we just told you that's right. what their relationship right. is and we could avoid it altogether. And, and it's like the movie wishes it could do that right I, because if if only i could just not have to do anything right like a the screen would pop up and just explain it. It'd have a picture of them and go, right. this is who this is. Right. Now don't ask us any more questions. Watch. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I, I like Andy Samberg. I think he's talented. Uh, I suspect based a little, very little on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but based on more stuff with SNL and things like this, um, he might be funnier in smaller doses. He might not be ready for that yet maybe he, yeah because he's a funny guy but maybe he'll be better and even in even later, when you're but... watching him in a movie that like him, it's still hard not to like him he's very likable he's got that thing that yeah. it, that it thing that is so buzzword you know worthy of things he, he's very entertaining and it's not that he's just some weird goofy guy or he's some lumbering guy with one arm longer than the other he's he's just got a natural charisma to watch and when he does fun things it, it's you know, it's it's, it's, it's really working. it's really so so and we'll leave off this movie yeah. uh, pretty yeah. quickly here. But you know, I just have to say this: the whole movie really feels like 
the experience of Connor for real, right, <laughs> yeah. would have been a million times better if this just was like a running skit on yeah on SNL where right. we just do this one little part and introduce you to the situation and it's hilarious and then next week you know you got like two minutes right now give us like the give next another Connor give us some more of the background of yeah. Connor for real or whatever absolutely and then you take that whole thing you know for like a season mm-hmm. and and it just most weeks we get a little glimpse of them. Right. The whole thing would be hilarious. Yeah. But you try and stick those funny ideas that you have into this movie. And, you know, like you said, at the beginning, it's trying to really like pepper you with funny bits. It's really front loaded. Yeah. But as we move on and, you know, for me, this is kind of a Judd Apatow thing too. Uh, I feel like he does this a lot. He gets to a certain point in the script and he goes, Oh yeah, there has to be a story. Right. And then all of a sudden, everything like slows down. Mm-hmm. Everybody is just, you know, walking like zombies through this right. stuff where it's like, uh, this is the story yeah. and we have to do that part because whatever. Right. This would have been better. Uh, it could have easily been better in so many ways, but this would have even been better if they would have really just gone like a spinal tap. I rude, so. and we just didn't feel like we had to have a story. Right. You know, the story is just this is what happened to this guy. Right. And you know, wherever we end up at the end, like Spinal Tap, it's like that's, that's where, where we that's go. where we end that's up right. at the end. Yeah. Yeah. And it and we didn't have to have so much of this movie going. Oh, we have to look at him on the farm a couple of times, and right. you know, none of that is funny. No, <laughs> I mean it's like a sad excuse for trying to be funny about something when yeah. he's just, you know, I don't know, wallowing in his yeah. dirt. It's not even a farm. <laughs> it's, it's awkward. Yeah. Anyway. So, uh, I would not recommend going to see that. I can't either. I mean, maybe, you know, there are a few adult scenes, so I can't even say like, you'll get the effect if you watch it when it's on TNT in a few years, right? but because it's, it won't be, it's just not, it, it might be one of these films that just isn't going to do really well in theaters, but might be strange once it's on a disc somewhere. I don't know. That's yeah. Weird. I could I, imagine I a bunch either. of, I imagine a bunch of people sitting around and being like, let's watch pop star again and drink a bit before right. the Patriots. <laughs> right. Or, I don't right. know. Like, I don't understand where that audience is, but All right. not it. So. All right, Pop Star is over, and uh, we're going to take a little break real quick, maybe. <laughs> That's good enough. All right. Uh, so, Warcraft. Um, so, as we already talked about, yeah. uh, it's crushing, but critics hate it. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I don't even know if it's worth saying anything about the trailers, because uh, you know, the trailer kind of sets up the general idea mm-hmm. that there's some sort of war between orcs <laughs> right. and humans. Yeah, and really, what else do you need to know? But I mean, we, were, we were talking about this about this last night. You know, when you are one of the most popular played video games ever, like, do you really have to set out for people? Because you right. assume that all you have to do is say, you know, but it's just right, Warcraft. Right. I think people probably either played it or watched someone they love play it or got rooked into playing it. Like, there's just something there. Or like, it's almost like. Yeah, whatever. You've, it's almost like when you when you make a film of like the bubble, you don't have to tell a lot. You just show the ocean parting, you know, right. the wrath of God, you know, all these things. I think people understand it. And it but it's kind of odd in another way, um, because if you go to, you know, the original Warcraft games, it's like the Angry Birds movie. Right. You know, there's not exactly a whole lot of story. Yeah. There's like in those games, I mean, that, you know. The first, the first game goes back like forever, right? But there's, I guess, three. I think there's I think three. There's kind of a story that happens, but it's really just, you know, the it's not that kind of game. It's just the right. excuse for why you're doing what you're doing and orcs, go kill things, whatever. Yeah. In the world of Warcraft, there's like some story stuff. Right. right. Uh, I don't know if it relates to this or or whatever, because this movie is kind of like a prequel. Yeah. All, to, almost to like anything, yeah. I guess, because this is like the beginning of the history of orcs or whatever. It does have this uh, kind of weird intro where it's like this narrative voiceover, right? 
which at the end we get conclusion of the narrative voiceover and it turns out that it's a narrative voiceover that could not have happened. Right. So it's a magic voiceover. Right. right. I feel like it's a really weird thing for a movie to do it was, when it doesn't need to. Yeah. Um, right. So I guess that sort of gives something right. <laughs> away. Anyway, but, but basically what we have is we start out the movie with orcs on mm-hmm. some, on some world and who knows what this means, right? right. Is it, uh, are they on another planet? Right. Are they, are they just way on the other side of the world? Who knows what it is? Is it some other point of existence? It's the magic portal, right? right? They're in, they're on some other world. Yeah. And it's basically dying and nothing was there except the orc horde. Right. And we have uh, gotten together enough of the locals that we can fuel our weird death magic by right. sucking the life out of them and making the portal work so that we can send through a bunch of orcs to where the humans live. Right. And the theory then being we build another portal, we capture a bunch of humans, we can suck the life out of them and open the portal more so that the whole rest of the horde of orcs come right. through. And uh, meanwhile, the humans have to, uh, I guess, you know, try to deal with the fact that suddenly right. there are these giant orc put aside their differences and unite for the one. Right. And it's, well, ve- it's very weird too, because there are elves and dwarves in the movie. We even the very first thing is like the dwarves, it's, yeah, them showing and, off and the gun, right? And, and they like, he's invented the gun, yeah. and we see the dwarves and we see the elves, but they're almost like you know, Ray is not appearing in this film, like they're there, right? But they never show up. But they're only there so that they cannot want to be in the alliance at the beginning, right? <laughs> and right. so we can have guns, yeah. And other than that, they don't really do anything. And what ends up happening is the orcs come through, start slaughtering villages, and we have to uh, I get call for the guardian, who is the super magic user person, right? And uh, try to figure out how we're going to stop yeah. getting just annihilated, yeah. right? By orcs, this huge army of giant, giant, right. giant, angry, and we've got uh, we've got our our main knight guy who happens to be the brother of the queen right so we're in in. we're in with the king and he he knows this guardian guy who's this super magic user we have another magic user who got caught breaking into the castle or something to investigate what was going on and it all leads us to the fell which is that dark magic that Gul'dan, the orc, uses to suck the life out of people to power his crazy magic. Right. And then, you know, hilarity too. Right. So, uh, oddly enough, uh, I feel like I have to be, you know, I tried to, I tried a few numbers on this movie. Yeah. Like to, see, you, to see, how see how they fit. Work. Yeah. Right. See what you stuck with. And I thought, uh, I'm going to be, my rating is going to be this. And then I would see how I felt about that as I, right. <laughs> I went back and forth because this was kind of a weird movie. It's a little but, tricky. Uh, at the end of the day, I had to give one uh, seven and a half. I had seven. Ah, uh, well, you were off by a I half. was off by just a half. You must have liked one little thing. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know about I like to try to, I actually like to try to guess your ratings and then see every once in a while you'll really throw me. But. And, you know, at the end of the day, I felt like almost any criticisms, I mean, I have some criticisms mm-hmm. myself, obviously, but I felt like any criticisms that would pull this down less than seven and a half, I didn't feel like they were fair. Yeah. They, they're not uh, legitimate criticisms. And I mean, unless somebody has a lot of problems with whatever else it is that's going on in the movie, but right. you have it, an inherent at, like of work films. At, at some, yeah, know. at some point, I kept all I kept thinking to myself, and I don't do this all the time, even though this is you know clearly one of my massive criteria for rating movies. Um, 
and you should go back check out our right. our episode where our we ancient, just talk about yeah. how we rate movies. Uh, you know, I just felt like I had to be serious about asking myself, uh, what was this movie trying to be? And how well did it do it? And so many of the criticisms that I could think of to have for this, you're just saying that uh, you don't like what this movie is trying to be. And right. that's just not fair right. because it's not trying to be a stupid movie right. where that would be fair, <laughs> I think, because you could just discount yeah. the legitimacy of what you're trying to be. Right. Uh, because it's just like a, a crazy, you know, summer popcorn movie. Yeah. Um, and, you know, as much as people hate Transformers and might, I think, somewhat legitimately throw out, how can you get the, give this to be a really high rating, give Transformers really bad rating, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I think the answer is that Transformers thinks I'm stupid and wants to keep telling me that I am. And this movie didn't do that. Um, as much as there are somewhat goofy parts in this movie, there was nothing about this movie that was going, you'll like this because you're stupid. Right. This movie was just having fun, telling right. a fantasy story. Um, the, may- the characters were surprisingly yeah. um, stuck with who they are. Right. right? Like whatever happened in the movie with the characters that we have been given, the next thing that happened that the character had to do, he didn't do it because he had to, because that's where we have to get next. He did it because that's what he would do. And I'm like, you know, that's, that's pretty gutsy already. Goofy movie like this, especially one you can try and stick with their characters. Yeah. You can label this as very easy popcorn fare. Like you're supposed to think about anything. You're just supposed to watch stuff. And if you're along for the ride, like they'll entertain you with things maybe you remember playing. Right. And for me, I'm at seven. Um, And a little bit surprisingly so, not because I believed any of the negative stuff going in, because I didn't read anything. I just was aware that it was getting really bashed. Right. Um, And, but to be honest, when we saw the trailer originally, when I saw the trailer in the spots, I remember thinking, you know, there isn't a big track record for films based on video games anyway. Right. And this is an easy thing to fill with fodder just to get another cash grab for a game. Anyway, how hard is it? You right. Know, make battles like what you would play in the game. Just don't screw it up. It, right. It's almost like it's a very easy paint by numbers one. But I'll be damned if while I'm watching this, I'm not impressed with the nuances and the layers. Now, this isn't super complicated. It's running a bunch of different themes that you've always seen in every D&D story or dangerous unicorn. Pretty much any fantasy film, story. Anything like yeah. that. If you've, got, if you've got a big bird that can carry a person on it, you've got somebody green and large, this is probably hitting all the stereotypes of those stories. It, it felt genuine. It felt like it took itself serious to the point where it didn't, it didn't think it was reinventing Shakespeare. It knew its audience and it knew what to give that audience. And for me, who strangely isn't part of that audience, I've never played the games. I never even played World of Warcraft. Uh, I mentioned this to you last night. I knew someone who was straight up addicted to it. So I saw a little bit of it when he was trying to get me addicted to it. All right. Because then that would have been great. You know, we, you know, the two of you could just each other's needs, house, right? right? We're always just playing and fighting. But I recognized the components for why it was addictive. Um, but but thinking that there was a nuanced film there, I didn't necessarily give it that much credit. I just thought, corn film, let's just have more fun than Popstar. Because right, that's right. the last time I saw. And and I was surprised by all the different layers, how much fun. And like what you said, it's it's almost like you take it for granted that a story should, unless it's written as such, to get you from A to B you know, on purpose. Give me a character. Make that character believable. It doesn't have to be original, but believable is what I want and let me believe that their choices are what I would do if I were that character and not only with the orcs not only with the humans not only the halflings not only with I believed every single person would do exactly what they did and it wasn't to facilitate like some boss at the end where I was supposed to buy the happy meal to get his weapon like (laughs) it was it was almost like it was built on the back of a franchise that didn't care about selling me anything except entertainment for the ticket. 
Right. And I, I actually, I respected that an awful lot. I had so much fun because it didn't force anything on me. And I thought going in, I might be maybe the worst one to evaluate this because there were so many, there could be so many Easter eggs that I don't know about. Cause right. again, I never played the game, never read the books. Never, right. I you're not, you're not getting a lot of it, it because strange, you don't know what's going yeah, on. In a strange way. And I'm not even like the best person. Cause I think maybe the best litmus test is for real gamers. Like, did you, did you have, was it like what you remembered? Was it the things that you experienced when you played? I think that will get a net of you know, not necessarily for just the profits, but I think of the positive reviews. Everyone seems to be having a lot of fun with this. Right. And I see why, even though I was never a fan of or never immersed in that world, it's just it's just so easy to to hit the right notes. Sometimes when I'm watching a film like this, I'm reminded by how simple it is why others can't do it with something just like that. Like you see people right. make mistakes. And there were there were tons of places where I'm thinking to myself, this thing is bashed everywhere. So, okay, they're setting up this wizard. So, now. something so this awful is going to be bad. About happen, this is where right. it's going to fall apart. And it didn't. And I went, hmm. Well, oh, oh okay. Now we got a big battle. This is where it's going to fall right. no. And it didn't. And it was, it was very minimally, surprisingly fun right. to have it be just consecutive and consistent and, and just kind of engaging. And there was a lot of stuff in this movie that, one way or another, um, possibly because Duncan Jones directed mm-hmm. and he has a pretty good idea what he's doing. Yeah. Possibly because, uh, you know, who knows, maybe Blizzard held on to some amount of being able to have a voice in it. Yeah. Uh, and wanted to be able to, when all the studio people got together and said, this is what you have to do in this spot. The most money, right? And Blizzard right. had the ability to go, no, let's not do that, or yeah. you know, whatever it is, right? But there were a ton of places in this movie where you, the you know, cynical side of you, starts to go, oh, this is what's going to happen now, and yeah. then it didn't happen. It was for me, and then not only that, but there were things that were actually surprising. Yeah, I didn't want to ruin it because I actually were, thought it was kind there of interesting. were there were at least a couple of spots yeah. where what ends up happening is just absolutely counter to like the Hollywood machine. Right. Right. You don't Where do that. That don't. That's not what happens right. in movies. Right. And yet it happens anyway. Yeah. And it happens uh, for a great reason, in a great way that's explained by the character it happens to. Right. In a way that absolutely makes sense. Yep. And they actually do it. Yeah. And you're like, what? Like, You're gonna be that thoughtful? Get right. out of here! Right. What are you it, doing that for? Right. It was. Yeah. It, it was. Uh, uh, so, uh, now before we take forever uh, doing this movie, we rated it kind of midland, and yet we're only saying really awesome things about it. Right. And uh, so for me, there's uh, we've got to kind of push some bad on making sense of uh, even though. Some and a half is high. Yeah. I tell you about how I love it, then that right. doesn't make sense. So for me, first of all, it's like a half hour too long. Yeah. And it's really noticeably long. When it gets to certain scenes that uh, has a couple of scenes that are like, let's say, four minutes long that really should have been a minute long. Right. Because it just wants to look at pretty things more. And it has a couple of parts where I think the characters kind of run through things mm-hmm. really too much when as much as I, you know, just said, I don't think this is a movie that's playing stupid. It is at times a movie that thinks that it really needs to explain things to me. Right. And you could have just gone through Like I get it. Right. You don't have to just waste my time with somebody spelling things out. Right. That's already been spelled out right. uh, again. So there was there was a lot of that that uh, you know got a little odd, right? And then um, another one of the problems for me was uh, the way that from the beginning of the movie to the end, the way they ran through this thing with the guardian mm-hmm. ended up becoming a little cheesy. And I don't mind that guy and the art that he goes through and how it connects to the whole story and everything, but it kind of got a little easy in like a almost 
you know, like fan servicey way where we have to bring this element into things and we have to, you know, show this happen and we have to have, let's have another layer of, you know, whatever. And, you know, you could have done the same. It would have felt a lot better and it would have, I think, brought things together a lot better. If you change the way we work that part of the story, this would, you know, probably go up to like eight and a half. Right. Um, if you right. could, and not only that, but it would, it would bring the movie to a place where, uh, I really, really want to watch this again. It comes out on Blu-ray. And as much as I did like a lot of this stuff that happened in this movie, I'm not so sure that I care if I see it again in a hurry. Yeah. Uh, I liked a lot of it and it was fun. And it was exactly kind of what going to the movies should be because it was a good time. Mm-hmm. But it didn't end up being something that I'm like, man, you know, I, I need I can't to, wait to, I need that to get again. that when right. it comes out on Blu-ray right. and it had the potential. And then final gripe real quick is that the last probably like 40 minutes of the movie, there's a lot of stuff that goes on where uh, we take, we take a lot of that 40 minutes and mostly what we're doing is figuring out how to tie together a sequel and right. how the sequel that yeah. comes into existence I'm like, man, I don't want to. I don't want to watch that. <laughs> I don't. I don't want that, that was, to be part of yeah. my movie. Right? That was. That was a not a not a huge thing because in in similarly topically, but maybe I've slanted almost all the same gripes I have. There's, there's definitely a feeling for me like the last half hour. We're just gonna push and make sure you know that wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Come to the film and we'll give you a sequel. And here's we're gonna belabor that. You know, at at a little over two hours. It's that's an ambitious video game adaptation, right, you know, right? Or or interpretation, and I get it. Just by the very nature of the title, you put orcs and humans on the poster, and I know there's big battles. I know it's Helm's Deep all over again. You right. know, I get these things. So if I actually thought that the battles were very well regulated, I did that, too. That yeah. They weren't very long, and they weren't too brief. Even though you put someone against something so hulking as what these orcs look like you're like, okay, there's no contest. We're, we're in a lot of trouble. But. Right. And I thought they did a, actually a really good job with that, especially in the earlier parts of the movie where we kind of see it more. Yeah. Um, where they were actually oddly thoughtful. I agree. Like we yeah, have, conscious we have to have a real serious theory about yeah. how anyone survived. Right. And the people who don't survive. Yeah. That's, they're really they're all done. sorts of yeah. done right and and when that's an orc i believed it because right. it was the right person who i believed with the not even with the right motivation though they do certainly pick that up along the way I, you know i believed it but still there were enough things along the way just to have trimmed like there were a few scenes and, and again as the guy outside looking in i didn't i just assumed that when we had long scenes you know flighty activity uh you know i thought that was fan service because very popular in the game right. not that we're watching a bird fly everywhere but like this place that we went to like that's the thing to see much like strangely enough uh when we see the preview for assassin's creed a right game, which i'm not terribly familiar with either right. but i might be by the time we see it in the fall <laughs> there's an location porn in a way like they're really showcasing scenes that look to me like they must be important in the game and they're doing a lot of stuff and actually the the places are not important in the game really? because some of, some of it's towers, always it's always it's a different always place, place. Sorry. the the movies wow. the movies are always or the games are always in a different place but what they are doing in those trailers just to throw this for no yeah. reason is uh they're really trying to sell the way you might do things in the game yeah. that right. might show up okay. and connect in the movie and the way sense. that they you know the way that they assassinate people the way that they climb up buildings yeah. and you know whatever well, getting back to warcraft real quick because you know we've we've talked a lot about it there's only a few things that are negative uh, about it in a way but not inherently like a misstep just like timing right you know for me um a little less time promoting a sequel a little less time showcasing the dazzling things I strangely kind of thought about 25 or 30 minutes in that this would be a really interesting film to have seen in 3D, like, because it's just so right, late. Right. It's one of the most beautiful contemporary, like, F, you know, effects films that I've seen in a long time. It's just yeah. so gorgeous looking. Um, 
but if it had been maybe, you know, 20 minutes, it, it, I feel like just trimming a little bit of time, not that I had anywhere else to go, but, it, and I wasn't ever really bored, but I was conscious, uh, I was conscious rather of this is going on a bit too long. Right. If it had just trimmed that down, that's another star there because it's just more impactful and it doesn't have to be pop song short, like, you know, a hundred minutes might be right. it. You know, there's, there's definitely room there to, to gauge. I was unaware that maybe that had more to do with fans of the game. And it felt like even as an outsider, there was some fan service paid that I didn't mind, even though I'll be damned if I could keep anybody's name straight. I was just like, that's the, that's the <laughs> right. good prince and that's the king and queen. Like I was just naming people. Right. Like, if you don't, if, if you are familiar with the games, then you have absolutely no trouble right. keeping everyone's name straight because you know everyone's name, right? right? But, but if I you're coming no in from the outside, yeah, I was real fresh on it. So. They're throwing out uh, some weird sounding names, yeah. and you know the one of the worst things, only for people who've never seen the movie. Yeah. I I think this could be a real thing is that they will throw out a name. And you can't necessarily exactly understand what they say. Right I get the syllable the, but I the first time. And, and I'm like, and then they just start uh, referring to that person when right. they're not there. Right. And you're like, wait, who? And then, but you've got, you know, 10 of them. Right. They're, they're all over the place. You don't know who we're talking about. And then you've got the guardian who we call by like three different names. Yeah, right, and yeah. Sometimes we call him his right. name and sometimes yeah, we call guardian, him the guardian. Yeah. And then, so there is there is kind of a lot of that to to keep straight. Well, the first time the first time the woman you know and I could have sworn they said her name was Grona, and I'm right, like, right. That, I'm hearing that wrong. You don't right, na- you right. don't name so you like Grona like <laughs> right. Ramona or like you know bitchy or what I mean like and then I then I finally I see it, it's like Garona and I'm like that's not what I heard right ever but I mean what do I know but yeah you know again this. I actually would tell a lot of people if it's not that you have to be a Dungeons and Dragons fan or a fantasy fan, if you just want to have a little bit of fun, you know, summer movie kind of thing right. in absence of capes and superpowers, this is the one to go see. This is, right. this it's, is really enjoyable. It, it, it's a lot of fun. And like I said, if it wasn't for the fact that so much of the end of it is setting up uh, yeah. what people are thinking and why they're thinking it in the next movie. Sure. And like, you know, who's, and they didn't have- do that who's doing it no they, there's a way to end this story very they, they didn't and they could have yeah. they could have really just a lot of it they could have really kind of done it yeah. and it's still there for the next movie right and we're just not talking about it forever right. and uh you know the final whole battle scene is really long and almost becomes that one of the fight that goes a little wrong it, at the very end at the very end, and you know, the, hopefully this is not going to spoil anything huge. Um, and I almost really wanted to spoil a lot of things. I know there were a bunch of yeah, great. They are very. But at the very end of the movie, uh, there's too many work for it to make sense anymore. It's just we're not being real anymore. We're just, we just CGI. We're just putting the bow on our movie, and this is the way we want to do it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the other thing that I want to say before we uh, run away, this is uh, interestingly Duncan Jonesy of yeah. what's going on in this movie. And, you know, if you are a fan of Duncan Jones at all, you should just go see it for that. Even right. even if you have no interest whatsoever in seeing orcs and humans or whatever. Right. But this is a movie, it's, it's kind of odd where he, this is, this is oddly a challenge that he likes in a way, because it's like uh, where the wild things are, you know, like when that movie came out, um, if you thought that was going to be a good movie before you knew much about it, but somebody said, we're making that into a movie. Right. If you thought that was going to be a good movie, it was absolutely based on wishful thinking because there's no story in the book. Right. I mean, there's like, there's like one paragraph of words even in the book and it's not about anything and there's no way to have a movie about it. Right. And, you know, Duncan Jones is like, sign me up for that right. and I'll make a whole bunch of stuff happen and, you know, yeah. whatever. And, you know, it's an okay movie. I, I don't like, right. I don't love that movie. It, it's okay. And it's, uh, you know, a great movie for kids who love it and adore it and everything. Yeah. But this is kind of the same thing. It's like, yeah. It's like Angry Birds, right? There's no story, and now we have to make a movie. Right. And, uh, you know, versus this, it's kind of the same thing. I mean, there is kind of a story. 
to the games, but we're not telling that story anyway. So there's, there's nothing about this being Warcraft except that there are orcs and humans and certain names and you know, whatever it is that happened. And Duncan Jones just seems to love yeah, that idea. taking like, that on where, uh, yeah. yeah, it's like there is Dare no me? actual yeah. story, yeah. but make a right. story Get that something. fits with everything. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, you got to stick in these certain things right. and, it, you know, whatever. It has to vaguely be about this right. or, you know, whatever. Wind and like low tide or whatever. <laughs> Right. Is this a better is this a better video game than Angry Birds? Did you give Angry Birds a review? Well, Angry Birds is not really a video game anyway. Angry Birds is like flick your bird at a hey, the Angry Birds is like saying. a puzzle and uh, Warcraft is like a game. I'm gonna take uh, Warcraft. Warcraft is odd because I have not played tons of World of Warcraft. Yeah. But then Warcraft before was a whole other thing. E- even just going from Warcraft to World of Warcraft is like the same thing. Now you have to right. make a story out yeah. of where there's no story. Anyway, uh I think that's it this week. I think finding Dory is like really the only thing that's say. nothing seems, I don't think anyway. I mean, Central Intelligence, the Dwayne Johnson oh, Kevin Hart film, which yeah. I know you've been pining for, but it's got to be finding Dory. That's the major release. Right. And, uh, you know, Central Intelligence might come up anyway. Who knows? Yeah, but finding knows. Dory seems Definitely. like uh, people are trying to stay away from it. Yeah. Except for Central Intelligence is <laughs> like, well, they have to have their choice right date right. night or something who knows kevin hart's big uh well they're both he's big little. He's obviously little, yeah, right. and, and the rock you know sweat the rock. all right uh anyway. yeah we better get out of here yeah. uh thanks for tuning in and uh like it it's got to be finding dory that we'll be doing right. at least finding dory maybe more than one thing yeah. but uh we'll see you next week thanks for tuning in please please share uh and rate us on itunes subscribe to us on itunes leave a review of us on itunes and all of the other places you can listen to us and uh, otherwise your friends into listening to us thanks bye Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with a spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway.